Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church Podcast. We are going to discuss the reward episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey there, Pastor Joel. Hey there, Pastor Jonathan. What did you think about this episode of Reward? I really enjoyed it. I did not foresee it being an episode where I went on a huge rant about God's nature. But I love it. It makes total it makes total sense. It just yeah. lends itself completely to the topic of God's nature. It really does and I feel like it, the big thing I said that I really think hit home once again with me is understanding God's nature in the non-contradictory way, the truth of God's nature has been the biggest thing to help me understand and resolve the difference between salvation and reward. So that was, I think my favorite part of the episode was that. Yeah. And I just, I love the, you know, the big R God's righteousness and our righteousness, little R. Yeah, that's good too. That is good. Because it's like both both of them are righteousness and both of them are profitable. Yep. But one is profitable for reward and the other one's profitable for eternal life. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So so differentiating between that and I and I really appreciate what you said about the cause. Who is directing? So if I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, if we t- I talk about this all the time. God's grace, his R righteousness, when I take direction from him and his grace, his righteousness, that is me walking out my salvation. Yeah. I'm showing him that I want to take direction from him for all of eternity by growing or becoming more profitable in taking direction nice. from God's grace. Nice. Yeah. Right. Salvation or uh, reward on the other hand is me going, Hey, I want to do these things. I want to give to the poor. I want, I want to get some reward. I want to store up my treasures in heaven. I want God to move on my behalf. I want to do all of these things and I'm deciding to do them. And Jesus is going, well, then do it this way. Yeah. Here, let me help you do it the best way possible. And that's what blows my mind is that Jesus wants me to have lots of reward to literally store it up. This is not a little amount. You know, he's not saying like, you know, get a little bit of it and hide it away. He's like, store it up, man. Right. Right. Treasures, piles, not a treasure, not one thing, lots of things. Yeah. And we can get that piles of treasure by handling injustice well mm-hmm. you know and maybe that's why what what instructs us to be rejoicing and exceedingly glad when we're persecuted for righteousness sake for christ's sake because we know it results in this immense amount of reward but also by loving others right and yep. that's where one of the things that i would encourage the leaders listening to to recognize is i know there's they're often there is often time times when we feel like we need to be stingy over the reward that we do have in heaven. And I get, we want to be careful with it and caring with it and protect it. 
we want as much as possible, but not at the point where I'm not going to invest it into other people. Cause what I want to make sure I'm not being is the unprofitable servant who buries his reward and doesn't use it for anything where I need to at least like the best way to continue to increase my reward is, is really to keep loving people and, and to also handle injustice well. So I can, it's instead of playing the stock market of, of corporations, you're kind of playing a stock market of investing into people. That is amazing. It really is. And now what we're talking about is we're talking about the, the foundation for the restoration program, right? absolutely runs upon reward. So when people are in a hole in their life, they feel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in debt. Yep. They owe, potentially owe more than what they have. That's what we mean by in the hole, right? It's on the negative side of justice. It's a justice hole. Exactly. So you feel that drain in your life and you walk around with this feeling of, I am not being rewarded by anything. Right. I am constantly in debt. So the restoration process is to help you be on the right side of justice. And someone who's on the right side of justice now we can say is they have more reward than what they're get than what they owe. Right. So they are they have more reward. So reward is another measure, another proof of profitability. Hey, nice. You know, when you do is do you feel like God is giving back to you? Do you feel like a life is you're receiving a life of blessing from blessings? Yeah. That's good. Because God is always, and that's what it makes sense. Or God is always in completely just and always incompletely right he's always gonna give back to us but he can only do it according to what is just absolutely that's great yeah so now this so this is exciting i'm i'm i like the fact that we have this doctrine and and we can play with it so um can you give us an overview of the strict and loose perspective as it relates to reward pastor joel sure so strict or limitation, right? The limitation side of the conjunctive is on this is really the lumping of salvation and reward leading to a workspace religion. Mm-hmm. So do these works and your reward is salvation. That's the strict side, which really the strict or limitation side is, I mean, the reward episode really does hit this right on the head as far as really all these workspace religions are what one of the issues they're doing is they're lumping the concepts of salvation and reward mm-hmm. the the loose or freedom side of this is we all get the same reward and we don't even care about it because one because we all get the same it's not going to be a mat you know we're not we're not going to really care who has more or less and also we're in heaven, so we don't need it anyways, <laughs> which is just makes God unjust. Yeah. Pastor Joel, you mentioned as we were talking about the people that you feel sorry for that they think it's selfish to get reward. Can you kind of flush 
through that a little bit, help us understand more of this concept, you know, like, should I go after reward or is it, or is it selfish? Like, can you, can you help us understand that? Yeah, I'd love to. This is uh this is great. And this is, this is some high level stuff for leaders to really flush this out. Cause there is this can, there's this misconception that I would say, generally speaking, being selfish is wrong. Mm-hmm. But my immediate question to that is, wait a minute, who benefits from your salvation? Well, you do. Me. So you're saved for my sake? No, you're no. saved for your own sake. So you don't want to yeah. go to hell. You'd rather go to heaven. This is something you want. Correct. So we don't tell people it's wrong to pursue their own salvation, right? Not at all. But for some reason, it's wrong for me to pursue reward. So let me flush this selfishness mm. concept out. I'll, I'll give you four different terms to remember. Okay. Let's do selfishness first. This would be the perspective that focuses solely on the individual at the expense of others. And that's why it's destructive. Okay. I gain at your expense. These type of people have no problem hurting or abusing or bullying other people to get ahead in life. Sounds similar to the destructive thought process. Definitely. Then the second concept I would introduce is selflessness. This is commonly referred to as altruism. And it's the belief that your brother's needs are greater and better than your own and that it's your duty to sacrifice your own happiness, your own value or reward, and ultimately your own self-esteem for the benefit of everybody else. Now, mm. true, true selflessness and altruism is impossible. It would only result in one's death. Why? Because there's always someone more hungry than you. Nice. And more in need of water than you. True. You shouldn't be drinking that water when there's somebody in a different country, third world country across the world, who's dying of thirst right now, Pastor Jonathan. Oh. Plus, you talk to somebody who's trying to be altruistic. And one of the things that's glaringly obvious as you continue to, to talk about it is one thing they are getting out of it is pleasure chemicals in their brain. I love giving to other people. I don't want anything. I'm completely selfless. Why? It makes me feel good. Ah, so you are getting something out of it. Nice. That's why really true selflessness is impossible. This is actually in line with the animal thinking. Pretty cool, huh? It is. Then there's self-interest. So you know what a selfishness, selflessness, self-interest. This would be, hint, in line with the human thought process. Pretty great we're doing the thought process teachings this season too, right? I love it. Yeah. This is really the American dream, right? Yep. Everyone has the right, self-interest, as long as it doesn't impose on other people's freedom to create an abundant life for themselves. So this perspective is focused completely on oneself. The self-interest is focused on the immediate, present, and upfront appears to be right. However, in the long term, this does become the most deceptive and destructive approach. 
up front, it's okay. I'm not hurting anybody. But if this is the approach that I adhere to indefinitely, eventually it's going to lead to destruction. And that that's due to the focus on the short term mm-hmm. and the physical. So hmm. physical, tangible things, stuff ends up dying or it's a bad investment and short-term things as well. That's why you think about when we talk about good and evil, we talk about good creating long-term evil, destroying long-term nice, but self-interest. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so my, so the self-interest, the American dream is, um, you know, the house that I buy is going to, is going to get ruined over time. The white picket fence is going to decay. And my, you know, my Buick is going to break down and my 1.5 children are, you know, going to grow up and hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. The investment even into my children is me showing them a flawed way to live. Right. Okay. Yeah. But where, where this one, up front looks right is because at least it is I'm gaining no one else at no one's expense. Mm -hmm. Right. Now this is similar to reward, but Jesus calls us to a higher level of self-interest, especially when he calls us to gain reward by loving people. Mm -hmm. So they benefit from it. Not only do I not impose on their freedoms, I help other people. And he shows me the way for my reward to be the longest term eternal. Oh, which would make sense why he's going, you know, don't store up your treasures on earth because that's, that would be the peak of human existence. Right. 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 And eventually it's all going to be destroyed. Meaning. So that's why I could say this ultimately would lead to the most destructive approach and deceptive too because it looks right immediately right and moth and rust are going to destroy those things eventually it will yeah yeah but this higher level of self-interest so we want selfishness in line Mm -hmm. with destructive thought process selflessness in line with animal Mm -hmm. self-interest in line with human so here's a little kind of insight into what we'll be getting at soon with the godly thinking rational self-interest this perspective is a conjunctive like we teach in the milk podcast right there's Mm -hmm. a freedom and a limitation and it's interdependent and i even kind of spoiled it by saying jesus shows us a way where this level of self-interest benefits you nice it doesn't just benefit me so there's an interdependence so the rational half of this conjunctive is the long-term focus. A person who has embraced this perspective knows that they are not a complete person. Mm. They are not fully right and not fully just like God is, and they will never be. Therefore they need help growing from others. So not only do I get reward, rational self-interest isn't just me helping you. It's me accepting help from you. Nice knowing I need to benefit and grow from what you have to offer me as well. That's kind of a self-interest thing. Self-in- rational self-interest would be me asking you to help me. 
Mm. It sounds like salvation too, right? This interdependent quality. Like I'm part of God's plan. He works through me and he's able to do his will through me. I'm an open vessel. So the Lord benefits from me being one of his children. And I benefit by being saved and by having a, a just father in heaven who rewards me for the good I do. Yeah. It's like, we can both, we can both be led by God and lead God. Right. He can facilitate our purpose and progress as we facilitate his purpose and progress. Yes. And, and notice what pastor Jonathan just said is we can lead God. He didn't say we are God's leader. Nice. But we can be leaders to him. Yes. But this is so rational self-interest. So, so this, I love this resolution. It gives us Mm -hmm. the four thought processes right here. Nice. And it really does kind of flush out. What does it look like for me to be focused on things that are for my own benefit? And I would say that the key here is one to make sure I'm not that benefiting from the, at the expense of others. That'd be the key. Step one, try not to gain from other people the expense of others. And step two is simply this. Try to gain long-term by focusing on loving others and receiving the love from others. Wow. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about that passage again where Jesus says, you know, don't 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 store up your treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupts and thieves break in and steal which is a really funny concept well not funny but i'm realizing that the more stuff you have the more you accumulate on earth the more of a target you are wow. so the so the more stuff you have the more thieves are going hmm who should we break in and steal from that guy who's got all that stuff so it's like okay so with all of the wealth i have i need to now protect all of that wealth and I'm filled with more worry to make sure that it's safe. That's annoying. And then moth and rust is the more stuff I get, the the less stuff I can take care of. So there's going to be stuff in my shed that's going to rust and break down as I get new and better cars or new and better stuff. It's going to, the old stuff's going to rust. It gets less valuable over time. Yes. Yeah. Man, I'm really want to get more reward. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? Rational self-interest. Yeah. I want to get more spiritual reward. So the way that I yeah. get more spiritual reward is by loving other people and you know, doing Matthew chapter six, prayer, right. giving alms, and fasting, like all of these things that benefit other people. Right. So this is a perfect segue, Pastor Joel, into the categories of self-esteem with the topic of reward and how this impacts the church. So can you lead us through the levels of self-esteem? Yeah, and it's very similar to the whole selfishness teaching I just gave and and really breaking down that. Because one thing you may not have known is the self-esteems that in these categories Jonathan and I bring you through every episode are also 
in line with thought process. Hell. Yeah. We're usually, we're, when we talk about the three categories, we don't waste our time talking about the destructive side because you tend not to see that in the church. You see the animal, the human, and the godly. Or in this case, what you see is the low, mid, and high self-esteem. And really, mm-hmm. as it relates to reward, what you're seeing is low self-esteem people are people who are comparing their reward and their good based on other people. It is, and it's, I want to be around people who have less than me mm-hmm. and who are less than me. That's the way I feel good about myself. That's the way I measure my good and the good that I do. Comparing myself. To, I do more than Jonathan. Yeah. Or at least, like you said, like you like this, or at least I'm not doing the bad Jonathan's doing. <laughs> right. Right. Mid self-esteem are people who know they shouldn't be doing that and are not quite sure what the right move is yet, though. So these are people who are going to be more in the self-interest. They're going to start, you know, even just getting themselves out of a crappy situation, an abusive relationship is a self-interest move. But it isn't going to help them long-term if they don't also have the right thing to go towards. Mm. But these people are at least strong enough to know I shouldn't be in an abusive relationship anymore, including the relationship I have with my church. Awesome. So I'm going to leave. Yep. And then the high self-esteem people are people who, and they're, they're going, it's rational self-interest. They are, they're going after reward. The way they do it is by loving others and, and ultimately loving others in areas that are spiritual and eternal. And, and there are also people because we, one of the common themes with high self-esteem people is these are humble people who practice contrastive thinking. They intentionally try to find the areas where they're wrong, which also means not only are these people focused on helping other people intentionally, loving other people intentionally, these people are humble enough. And yes, it does take humility to ask for help and to receive from others, to be loved. Tell me the people who reject being loved most of the time are people with low or no self-esteem. Right. I mean, Jesus received it. Jesus received it. So does, so does God. I mean, this is amazing. The woman who, you know, anointed Jesus's feet, he received it. Yep. You know, little ones, let the little ones come to me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He loved it. He, he knew he, he, I mean, he understood and, and embraced justice at a level we just will never be at. Right. Awesome. So that it's perfect. So what's our ultimate answer, Pastor Drew? Yeah. Once again, reward is the recompense of both good and bad. It is the result of God's nature being right and just good and bad. Right. And then right. the key thing to remember, salvation is based on God's righteousness. He's the cause. Nice. reward is based in our righteousness we're the cause and jonathan kind of named it earlier we and what we like to refer to it as in text form is big our righteousness is god little our righteousness is us and it's really who's the cause of your actions of your words if it's god that's the salvation branch if it's me it is the reward branch which is really exciting when you look at passages like that Ezekiel 14 
chapter where God's saying only Noah, Daniel, and Job would deliver themselves. Like that's how bad it's gotten, but they're delivering themselves based upon their own righteousness. Right. Yep. Oh, their righteousness. Little R righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been a blast, brother. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, let us know. We'll see you next time.